Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. I'm Stefan Sylvester. This is the premiere episode of Potter Familias, the dad podcast. Two dads. When did that become the tagline? I don't know. I'm just making this up. We are not sponsored by LaCroix. We're not. So drink LaCroix if you want to. We're not it affiliated. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to us. We're not affiliated. <laughs> Stefan is the oldest of 10 children. I am. Although there's a spread in there. And then you have how many kids? I have four. All under the age of five. No so twins. So there's really not a spread. No. No. They're very they're close. They're all naturally born to you. Yep. All biological as far as I'm aware anyway. Okay. I did watch all of them be born. Awesome. Yeah. We, though, just want to talk about the reactions that we get from individuals concerning having a lot of kids. But first of all, I need to set the record straight. We do not have any multiple kids. Like, we've got friends that had quintuplets. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea how, and, and now they're in college, but. There's a girl that I went to college with who had quads. Who had quads or she was a quad? She had quads. She and her husband, the first time that they had children, it was quads. So that's different to me. Like when people go, that's amazing. I don't know how you do it. That's a valid thing to say to them because yeah. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, Even twins, I, I would think my wife's brothers are twins. And that's an amazing thing. So we had no multiples. We had no children with special needs. Mm-hmm. So... It, they came one at a time, fairly good spread. Yeah, I mean, there's it's a good spread. That's good Bill Burr's thing. But there's there's a, <laughs> even at one point in time because most people are like, wow, you have like four thousand kids. Like your math after three gets horrible. Yeah, it does, and that happens to us as well. And we do it to ourselves. We go like, yeah, we have like thirty kids. You have four. I know. That's a different number from thirty. <laughs> yes, if I was selling you a car and it was four thousand. Okay, well, hang on. Get get to your point though. I forget what the point was now. Talking about how people react to large families. Yeah. So when they say, that's just amazing. I can't believe how you did this. It's really not amazing. It's not. And it's not, you know, what? this is what normally people bring up. How can you afford it? Ah, yeah. How can you? I mean, it's not that difficult. I mean, I, I don't make an incredible salary as a, as a youth minister. But I'm sure a lot of these finance magazines that when they say it takes... One and a half million dollars right, to so raise a child have, from zero to 22. I actually have a really strong opinion about that. Okay. And we all know we love strong opinions on this podcast. So I think that uh, the standards that are set by magazines and other parenting advice that comes from different places mm-hmm. that talk about how much it actually costs to raise a child is all coming from the assumption that you're going to raise your child in an upper middle class type of way. And what I mean by that is... Isn't it the only way to raise a child? Apparently, apparently it is. Because when my wife and I were first getting ready to have our our oldest child, um, everything was so expensive. It blew my mind. And it wasn't just like you need a crib and you need a box of diapers and some clothes. It was like you also need... Get this. They wanted us to not only get a... Or, or rather put a wiper uh, holder, a holder for baby wipes on our registry. They wanted us to get a wipe warmer, 
where you take a wipe Ooh. from the wipe holder, put it in the warmer for a hot oh, minute yes. until it's the right temperature to wipe that your baby with. Sounds awesome. And my point is like, oh, okay, you need one of those. That's You've that's great. Got to get one of those. I, I have no issue with the fact that that exists. What I have a problem with is that it's assumed I want the wipe warmer that's like platinum lined and studded with diamonds. I'll get you a subscription to GQ Baby. But um, <laughs> all of this stuff, it was assumed that we would need to purchase all of this in order to raise our children properly. And not only that, but we see tons of couples that are our age raising their kids who have all that stuff. They have all of it. Because they care about their children. And we don't. We don't care. They love their kids. Yeah. We obviously don't love our children as much. But I, that's that's what they're talking about when they say it's expensive to raise a child. It's like you don't need all of that stuff. You need, and even when I say need, it's like, well, you could get by with even without a lot of the things that we do have. But if you have them, it's great. But they're luxuries, and I don't think luxuries should be included in the cost in the cost of raising a child. And when you say luxuries, it really a lot of this stuff is maybe things that you do want for your children. Well, sure. I would have loved to have been able to buy you a new car when you were 16. Yeah. I saw that interchange. But that was... With have... some of our wealthy friends. Right. When they showed the video on Facebook, the big bow on the car, and they come I, outside. I would have been like, getting Whoa! a car before Facebook was, was a thing. Like, I, I wouldn't... Remember when college, only college kids could have a Facebook? Oh, that right. was when I was getting a car. I do remember that. When I turned 16. So... Uh, that's still a luxury. And I think part of the fact that people have, and we, we haven't really gotten into this yet, but people negatively react to my wife and I going to Target, for example, most of the time. Um, and it's thinly veiled compliments that are actually insults. It's crazy. In what way? What do you mean? So when we go to Target, the most common thing that I hear, people that are strangers that I don't know, say out loud to my face is, hey man, leave her alone. What? As in, I am forcing my wife to sleep with me so that we have more children. <laughs> nice. And they're serious. Like, I kind of go, ha ha, that's funny. And they go like, no, but seriously, leave her alone. Seriously. And I go, uh, and then they're, they're gone. Like, there's no opportunity for me to be like, that's really none of your business. And that's kind of insulting. No. And it not only is it insulting, but it's only one way. You cannot then defer and say things negatively back at them. When people say, don't you know how kids, how this happens? It, <laughs> well, you can't then turn around and, and say, oh, do you only have two? I, Are you having some sort of problems? I, I did. Not that. But I did get get somebody back when they said something like that to me once. And I shouldn't have. And I won't say, I won't say the situation because then people will be able to guess who it was. But there was a person who said, uh, do we need to give you a biology lesson, son? implying that and mm -hmm. so without missing a beat I was like you know actually um, I was homeschooled and I don't really understand how this works my wife keeps having babies can you please explain oh my god and I got him for like half a second they were like uh, uh, like are you from a cult or something and oh, I got him oh. it, but that was the worst thing that I've ever said in response to this type of thing I don't think it merits a response either way eh. but but the point is if you're having a bad day this is what we're trying to we're trying to point out you, you really need to caution that kind of rhetoric. Yeah. When you're out and about, it's none of our business unless we really do think that the kids are being abused in some way. If you're at a store and you think that there's abuse, mm -hmm. then yeah, you can contact DHR. You, you can follow people and 
out to their vehicles or and take talk pictures, to them. You know, yeah, take pictures. Like all that is warranted if you it, think there's abuse exactly. happening. Exactly. If you really think that there's abuse happening, but I, I don't mean to brag, but you and your siblings are some of the happiest people that I know. Well, thank and, you. And you can talk to me about what it's like being in a family of 10 kids. No privacy, that's for sure. But having said that. Who needs privacy? Nobody. It's not important. Uh, having said that, I think growing up in this environment, it's not like having a lot of siblings just automatically makes you a happy person either. Mm-hmm. It had a lot to do with the choices that you and mom made when you were raising us to either allow us to be exposed to things or not allow us to be exposed to things. And obviously being raised in a household of faith, I think had a lot to do with that. But um, the biggest thing that I notice for me versus other people my age who didn't grow up in large families is that they are, some of them have learned this. So it's it's not for everyone. It's not a general rule, but by and large, I've seen that a lot of people my age who didn't come from big families are not as socially gifted, so to speak. And what I mean by that is I'm not calling myself socially gifted, but I think that it's natural for me to understand the dynamics of any social situation because I've experienced all of them before. Right from every perspective. So being the younger kid who's having to learn how to deal with his parents who are kind of strict and then being a, you know, a teenager who then has to learn all the boundaries and how far I can push them and that sort of thing. And then being in sort of a young adult role where I'm acting as an authoritative figure to some of my siblings as well. And now being a father myself, it's like I've learned all of this stuff already. So being a father was actually very familiar to me already. It was a smoother transition. Yeah. Well, you even had one of your sisters when she was a toddler. She called me daddy and she tried to call you dada. I remember. Yeah. Because we were the same size. Yeah. Before you got bigger than me. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. I know. We all know. It's not for everybody. When people say better you than me, Mm -hmm. sometimes I want to respond. Yeah. It's like, you're right. You're, you're right. Because thank you. Because I felt called to this. This was not something that happened accidentally. Mm hmm. So people, you know, we tried to be, we tried to joke about it. Do you need a biology lesson? Exactly. We tried to joke about it like, oh, don't you know how this happens? And and I would joke back and say, well, we we never got cable. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We actually did get rid of cable. Well, we tried to make light of it. We tried to make light of the situation. The point is, I think we need to kind of curb our (laughs) unsolicited comments from individuals unless they're truly feeling like they're going to do something that's good. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you just want to criticize people, go ahead and just troll online mm-hmm. where where it, you can hide behind a screen. And yeah. Say whatever and you want. and you, someone can delete the comment because when you physically say it to someone, because for me, I'll see families that have a, a bunch of young kids. And when I say a bunch nowadays, that's three. That's a bunch. And I'll go up to any of them if they're struggling and so forth. And I'll actually say your family's beautiful. And then when I'll, I'll get the look of them rolling their eyes or tearing their hair out and I'll say, I'm a father of 10, mm-hmm. you're doing a great job. Yeah. And that's really encouraging yeah. for people to hear. And Afton and I have been able, Afton's my wife, Afton and I have been able to do that for a lot of struggling young families who are like, oh my gosh, we didn't know we were getting ourselves into having more than one child mm-hmm. because it is difficult. It is. It's like, it's not as difficult, I think, as people make it sound, but it's still really difficult, especially on the bad days when you're already dealing with maybe hormone changes post-pregnancy for moms or the difficulties of 
having to figure out how to communicate both of your needs mm-hmm. for dads. Like right. I, I wasn't good at that when right. we had our first child. I definitely didn't communicate my needs very well and it ended with a fight because I wasn't getting enough sleep. And it was because of this desire to help, but I was trying too much or trying too hard to help. And so this is all all stuff that young families when they're first starting out deal with. And hearing from another family who's done it before, just a word of encouragement means the world in those yeah. situations. And to, and to be reminded that it's all gonna be forgotten yeah. eventually. I mean, when you try to bring up stories, you're like, Dad, remember this? I'm like, I have no <laughs> recollection of that whatsoever. Well, okay, time out. Is that because of your memory or is that because of you just having Part, everything blurred together? Well, partly because of the memory, partly because things blur together. And I do remember a lot of the awesome things. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I remember chucking you way high up in the air, and that was that was fun, or throwing you over the volleyball net in the pool. That's I, fun. I remember that. Okay, so that's fun. I remember stuff like that, but when you say, oh, the sleepless nights, it's I, I don't necessarily remember them as much. Now, if mom was in here, she'd be like, that's because yeah. I was the one that was up, <laughs> and you were snoring away. Right. Even if there was a fire in the house, you would sleep through it. So, In fairness, you can sleep through a hurricane. I did it one time. Yeah. It's a real thing, guys. He slept through a hurricane. One time. Yeah. And you get branded for life. That's just how it works. It's I'm I'm more impressed than anything else. Thank you. So our recommendation, our recommendation is just we caution people, if you're gonna say something, try to make it supportive Mm -hmm. because it is a good thing when families are growing. Yeah. I think a theme for this podcast is gonna be charity. Uh, I think that's a really, really important virtue that's poorly understood and I think has a lot more benefits than we realize. Amen. So we want to encourage people to be charitable when they're looking at people with larger families than normal. Indeed. Indeed. We hope you enjoy this. You can put down in the comments if there's something that you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. If you got any questions, as long as they're not too super personal, just please be nice. Yeah, in the I mean, we'll, we'll answer them to the best of our ability. So have at it, y'all. Indeed. All right. You want to sign us out with a song? Yes, I do. Let me grab my, if I can extricate myself here. <laughs> There's your vocab <laughs> word of the day. Extricate means to, I don't know the definition. <laughs> so, um, you know, oh, okay, here we go. That's why you said it. That's right. Oh. So. This is a original song, and it is called uh, Let Me Be Strong. It goes like this. Carry more burdens. See, right now I can hardly carry my weight. But you showed up and brought all these new problems. But the worries left me when I first saw your face. Lord, I still worry about food on the table. 
about ghosts in the night Lord, I still worry About what I can handle Just let me be strong So I can keep up the fight garden where nobody ever got hurt or ever died watching you fall is like feeling my heart stop but there's no pleasure quite like seeing you rise Lord I still worry about food on the table Lord I still worry about ghosts in the night Lord, I still worry About what I can handle Just let me be strong So I can keep up the fight Not all these Stories have happy endings. Not all these prayers add up to saving a life. And there's nothing harder than losing an angel. But some kind of comfort knowing now they can fly. Lord, I still worry about food on the table. Out ghosts in the night Lord, I still worry About what I can handle Just let me be strong So I can keep up the fight Let me be strong So I can keep up the fight Let me be strong So I can keep up the that called again let me be strong how do people get a hold of that well it's not recorded just yet but if you follow me on instagram or go to my website you can uh you can find recordings of it but it's not put out yet awesome awesome we hope you enjoyed the premiere episode of potter familius like subscribe what do we say yeah like share subscribe all do all the things (laughs) Sounds great. We'll talk to you again soon. (laughs)